This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... Hi, this is Lou Covey with Crucial Tech, and today we've got something that's going to be a little bit fun. Uh, I'm going to be the old man yelling at clouds, and my uh, magazine co-founder, Patrick Bach, is in Germany enjoying a nice uh, beverage, I see. I've got my coffee here in the morning, and we're talking about virtual reality headsets and whether or not they're a good idea. Now, from my perspective, as the old and busted guy, I think it's a big waste of money. Patrick, as the new hotness, he has a different opinion. Patrick, what do you think about these things? Well, actually, I'm, I don't really have a different opinion. I agree. Currently, <laughs> they are a huge waste of money. But the currently, I think, is the important uh, term here. Because I think in the future, I mean, if you look at, uh, take the uh, the book Ready Player One or the, the movie Ready Player One. Yeah. I think something like that will be what we will experience in the future. You think so? I think so, in one way or the other. I mean, cur- currently, I mean, if you look at the uh, VR sets available today, right, they... They're not very good, uh, except no. the one that Apple just brought out, but that's not even on the market yet. Uh, they're heavy. You cannot wear them more than like an hour at a time. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, you know, they're just, they're just not very comfortable uh, uh, for now. But yeah. if you but then we, look, look, take a look back at the first mobile phones. The first mobile phones, they, they had a battery in, you know, as a, as a, as a sort of uh, hand-on luggage, the size yeah. of a hand-on luggage, plus then the, the, the phone. So nowadays we have uh, we have smartphones. So I think it'll be the same way. Yeah, and using that analogy, the companies that got us the phones that you know the flip phones and the Nokia's, they're not in business anymore. That's true, and that <laughs> might be true for some of the uh, um, so some of the companies that make VR sets today. Um, but uh, on the other hand, if you look at uh, companies like Microsoft uh, or Apple even, right? Yeah. Apple was sort of everyone. Did, Michael Dell said in 1997 that um, uh, Apple should uh, pay all of their stakeholders the money back and just go bankrupt. And look what's happening now. They're worth like $3 billion. They're, yeah. uh, I think the, 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 the uh, most expensive company uh, uh, three, on the planet. Three- Three trillion dollars. Three trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Three trillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three three billion dollars is nothing nowadays. I mean. Yeah, that was uh, sort of the language confusion here because it's uh, in in German it's billion, but yeah, you're right, trillion. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but he, here's some numbers, okay? Uh, just from the beginning, Apple originally estimated they were going to be delivering 1.5 million of these headsets. That was last year. Then it dropped down to 1 million. Then it dropped down to 900,000. 
Then it dropped down to 150,000. And now there are reports in Mac rumors that said it could be less than 100,000. That they're going for to be the first version. For, yeah. For the first version. For the first version. And then, and the other thing is, when um, uh, Apple announced the iPhone, they said they were going to be lucky if they delivered 1 million of them. And now how many do we have? 1 billion iPhones on the planet. Yeah. So. But at the same time, we've got the, uh, the, the headset sales numbers have dropped 12% year on year. It, the, the pandemic did a really good job in getting people to want to buy these headsets because they were inside and they had to figure out what to do with them. But since the pandemic is over, these sales of VR headsets have pretty much crashed. And one of the reasons is there's nothing to do on them except for maybe one or two games. Exactly. And that, that's why they are still a niche product um, and uh, have been for the past few years and will probably continue to be at least this year until Apple comes along. Uh, look at look at look at the uh, smartphone. I mean, the, the the idea of a touch screen wasn't new. The idea of a, a, a smartphone wasn't new either. Just what Apple did with it, sort of made it the global phenomenon it is. Same with the uh, with the iPad. There were tablets before, but Apple sort of managed to uh, to make it right. Uh, or a smartwatch. Uh, Apple is now the biggest watch uh, manufacturer on the, uh, in the world. There's no, not even any Swiss company is bigger than Apple in terms of when it comes to watches. So um, the same might happen with uh, VR sets. It might also not happen. But then again, um, Facebook uh, announced the new Oculus, whatever it's called, uh, just like uh, uh, the Friday before Apple announced uh, their Vision Pro on Monday. And yeah, media talked about it, but not as much as now everyone is talking about uh, Apple's headset. So the thing is with Apple these days, um, you know, I, I actually heard a, a comment, someone uh, saying about the headset, if someone is able to make that successful, it's Apple. And part of that is probably or might be it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy. Apple is doing that, so it can, must be right, so people buy it, it regardless of whether it's the, you can do more with it than you can do with a current headset. Yeah, that's that's possible. And you know, and lots of people like to call Apple the uh, the trailblazer, but they're really not. They they are the ones that tend to get something right. It's like uh, the music player, the the iPod. The iPod wasn't new. There were other digital music players that are out there. They just never, yeah. they they never took off. But in fact, Apple didn't actually develop the iPod. The iPod was developed by NASA specifically for uh, uh, mission requirements that the astronauts could easily develop. And that's where the, the uh, track wheel came in. So they could, they could scroll through easily while they're doing uh, uh, extra ve uh, vehicular events when they're doing spacewalks. And Apple bought the technology from NASA. Yeah, Apple, Apple, same thing with the, the mouse, right? The, the desktop computer we're all used to. Apple didn't invent it. Apple was the first time to, uh, the first company to make a, a commercial product out of it, but it wasn't invented by them. It was invented by uh, Xerox, right? Yeah. So, and the, as, as you said, Apple, well, I, I wouldn't say they never invented things. They probably invented things, but uh, all of the big hits from Apple were 
in essence, not an invention of their own, but as you said, uh, they're just making the technology which existed, but doing it right. But even at that point, when Apple was coming up and IBM and even, even when Facebook started, there was a love affair between the buying public and technology. Those industries have really squandered the trust that people have for them. People no, no longer will, will shell. I mean, Apple has even discovered that their sales of laptops are declining simply because it's cheaper and probably better to buy a reconditioned computer. I haven't bought a new computer in 15 years. But what, what, what computer do you have? I always buy an Apple. So if, if you would have bought a Windows laptop, do you think you wouldn't uh, have bought a new computer for the past 15 years? I doubt no, it. No, because I worked on a Windows computer before I bought an Apple and I said, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but, but the point is, if, if, you, you know, if, you were, if, you, if you say your laptop is 15 years old um, and if you were to sell it, since it's an Apple, you would still, of, of course, with 15 years old, you would not get much, but you'll still get a little bit of money. Yeah. A 15-year-old Windows laptop, you can use, I don't know, as a book stand, but you can definitely not sell it. Or, but, you, or you, you would have to pay the, uh, the people for uh, taking it, probably. But these companies, you know, the point I'm trying to make is these companies that are trying to sell this now don't have a lot of trust of the buying public. And you know, we might consider that Meta may be on the decline altogether. They may be the new Nokia, you know? Uh, and uh, even Nokia is, 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 I believe they're starting to make a comeback with uh, feature phones rather than. No, nah, that's just the brand. Somebody bought the brand name for. Okay. Uh, no, but Nokia, yeah, Nokia as a company is still in business, except they're doing telecommunications equipment these days, not phones. Yeah, which is probably a better <laughs> deal for them. Uh, what do you think the. Uh, the outcome is going to be from this. I mean, what companies are going to survive? Do you think Meta is going to survive this? Good question. Um, I think Meta was uh, sort of betting on that VR horse, not only with their hardware, but also with the, the, the software they're developing a little bit too early. Um, and if you look at what's Apple doing now, they don't, and that, that you can see that from the keynote, they don't know what the killing application or killer application will be for that uh, headset. That's why they're showing so much. They're showing like sport events, uh, movies, uh, um, working environments. Uh, funnily enough, the only thing they were not showing was gaming, which is what VR sets are usually uh, market, marketed today. Yeah. But Apple is specifically not targeting that market. So that might be interesting. And the other thing, which, which I think, um, I mean, of course, the current Vision Pro, three and a half thousand bucks over here in Europe, is really, it'll be a, a much more expensive even. Um, no one's going to buy that except for the diehard Apple fans and maybe some developers uh, who actually need it. Yeah. Um, but um, the next iteration or a cheaper version, if, that, if, if you were to imagine a Vision, it's called Vision Pro, which sort of implies that there will be a regular Vision. So if you uh, if you had a vision for like one thousand dollars, for example, um, and you have the possibility of arranging three, four, five monitors uh, uh, in your work environment or you know whatever you do in the computer, 
Um, that sounds like a fair deal because a good monitor, a really good monitor will also set you back $1,000. So why not take this one? And you might argue, okay, it's hard to, it's not comfortable to have that thing on your head for more than one or two hours. But um, if you, if you uh, uh, think about it, are you really concentrating on a monitor for more than one hour? Like really concentrating on something? Probably not. So it might become something. And that's Apple. Apple is not, they, they also did not use the term virtual reality in their presentation. They, they called it spatial computing. Interesting. So, yeah, it, it, it yeah, might and, be and, some. And I, I read this morning that uh, uh, Microsoft has uh, discontinued its development of the HoloLens technology. So when you talk about companies that may be dropping out, there's the first one. Yeah, could be. And they, they were they were actually long before Meta. I mean, I remember seeing HoloLens uh, uh, demonstrations that uh, when was the, it was the last uh, Comdex I went to. And that yeah, maybe they were actually there. Maybe they were too early, or maybe they were not putting in enough money. Right? I mean, that's the other thing. Apple has tons of money. They, I think they have uh, cash reserves uh, equaling uh, the, the um, gross national product of a small country, right? Yeah. So they can really put in some money in there. And from what you hear is that if you compare the new uh, uh, Oculus Meta uh, VR headset, which was introduced, as I said, Friday before Apple announced theirs on Monday, if you compare that with the uh, Vision Pro, it's literally comparing a bike to, to a to a race car, in terms of uh, you know what you can do with that. So yeah. the, the the quality difference is just huge, and that just might make the difference. I mean, uh, another thing which I hear from um, most of the journalists who were able to try that thing for like thirty minutes is um, none of them had that sickness feeling which a lot which you sometimes or a lot of people do get when they are using vr headsets and apple apparently found some way around that and that in itself could be a game changer because if you if you ever were, wore a headset and you had that sickness you're likely not wearing one again but if that experience never happens with all the new uh, users it might just be the 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 sort of the thing that turns everything around and makes that or gets it out of the niche, uh, the niche market. Yeah, I haven't been able to find any numbers for how much Apple has invested into this. But I did find that in addition to the $2 billion that Meta paid paid for Oculus, that they've lost $13.7 in VR and AR technology. So I mean, they've, you know, they used to have a lot of money too. So. Yeah, but the, the thing is, I mean, Apple, uh, uh, as you said, like the first uh, HoloLens, and I think think even the first Oculus before it was uh, acquired by, by Facebook or Meta, um, that's like around 2016. And that's around about the time when Apple started developing that thing. That's something, you know, they, 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 they mentioned that they've been working on this for several years or seven, eight years. And uh, if you sort of calculate that, and uh, look at the size of Apple. And, you know, uh, I think a lot of billion went into the development of that thing. Yeah, and eventually they, they have to come through with some sort of, it shows some sort of uh, 
bottom line that they're actually starting to make money on that. We, I mean, you and I have seen that in, in the development of AI, where you know, like Microsoft has been investing billions into open AI to develop their product. And then Google has, has been coming out. But the thing is, is that with this kind of technology and even even the the, the whole concept of the of VR headsets, once you buy that technology, once you make that investment, you know, as, as a customer, you're pretty much locked in. It's like it's like the uh, the smart speaker phones. Uh, so, I mean, smart speakers uh, like uh, the uh, the Alexa apps, things like this. That, that that's a fairly significant investment for a consumer to make. And they're not going to leave anytime soon. And the same thing with artificial AI. So much money has been put into it and you've got to make so much of an investment as a customer that you're not likely to leave. So the first person to come in is generally going to be the one that makes the money at it. But if they don't do it right the first time, they're going to lose a lot of money, which goes back to Apple's ability to come up with these things. But the thing that I'm looking forward to that I think would actually be a decent investment on my part as the old and busted guy is that is uh, artificial or, or AR, not VR, but AR, augmented reality. Okay. Uh, I, I was just at a, uh, a baseball game. Uh, this week it, uh, for our anniversary every year Lynn and i go to a baseball game and it was a great baseball game and our seats were in the bleachers which i don't mind but it's really hard to crane your neck around to see you know who, who who's coming up and what their stats are and all this stuff and i was just thinking if i i could be watching this game with ar glasses and i it would show me everything that's going on in the field right now as to where the players are positioned uh who their names are what their averages are all this kept going on and i still wouldn't have to miss anything by craning my neck around to see the scoreboard i mean that i think would be an excellent application of technology and i think that's not exactly that but that's where where one of the problems lies with that uh, vr in general uh um well come to think of it, it's not only a problem it's also an opportunity but um what Apple actually explicitly showed was uh, things like a soccer game or base, a basketball game in VR, right? And then you you yeah. you would basically, because of that immersive experience, as they call it, you would literally think you're sitting like right next to the coach on the bench and just watching the players uh, play basketball. And uh, that's what you see, but you always have somewhere in your uh, in your in your field of vision you would have the stats for each player for the entire game for the entire team so it's you know it's just like it's not cranking your neck but just like slightly turning your head and you will have everything which you would like to know uh in in your uh, field of vision um however having said that because you know that would translating to your baseball game um if you had that virtual reality headset and the quality was uh, so good that you were literally that you would literally think you're inside the stadium watching the game plus you had all the stats one thing would be missing you wouldn't have your wife with you yeah and she she would have to sit next to you on the couch or whatever wearing that same thing and i can that's the thing i can't really imagine that being the same experience as if you're like you know hugging each other uh, while watching the game that's just not the same thing if you have that 
big thing on on your head. On the other hand, um, imagine um, we were like the, the situation you're, we were in now, right? You're in California, I'm in Germany. And imagine we had this Vision Pro or maybe in one of the later uh, iterations of that uh, on our head. And we were literally thinking we're sitting next to each other like we would in a pub. That's the opportunity, right? In not having, I mean, compared to um, landlines, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago, uh, phoning with a very bad connection, uh, you know, across the ocean. Right now, we can see each other at least. And then yeah. imagine the next step, literally, you know, having a, that immersive experience that, you know, you literally could be next to me. But the question the is, of... is it worth the price? And I, no, the, the thing is, the thing is, the price will go down. The price, and the, but the other thing is, it, it, well, it's the question is not is it worth the price in terms of the financial price, but the question is, is it worth the price of having that big thing around the head? But again, think uh, like five years in the future, and uh, Apple might be able to put that same technology they have in the big headset now in something which is not very much different from regular glasses. Yeah. And uh, I, I have actually seen that about 15 years ago. We were working with a company in Scotland that was were making micro OLED glasses. They're just the, the screens are about that big, but you put them on, you put put two of them on, uh, in front of your eyes and it's like you're seeing a, a large 50 inch monitor okay and you could use VR for that and it was no bigger than what I'm wearing right now and, and that that's so, what you know it's, it's probably still uh, you know there's still issues like uh, um, the, the 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 power issue right I mean even Apple made that external battery pack for the vision pro which a lot of people say that that's not really Apple-like, uh, but on the other hand, you know they probably are not yet able to put that into the headset uh, without making the headset too heavy. But again, look at like you know five years in the future, and they might be able to do all these things. Yeah, and it would be nice if they did, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm not holding my breath. I I, I think there's going to be a lot, a big shakeout on this. Uh, we're going to see some companies either get out of the business altogether or disappear and i think meta's on that path right now i don't know because you know if you if you look at the um companies which became big in the past like google like uh, facebook um they became big because the initial investment they had to make was not that big right i mean uh, there were all both both google and facebook are, are essentially software companies they don't do hardware at least right yeah that different apple is different uh, but apple has apple has been around for a while so but if you or if we're talking about the success of a hardware a piece of hardware you need to make a substantial investment so it's hard to imagine a uh, com uh, currently unknown player a small player to enter the market because you need to make just too much investment yeah. in order to become successful. Yeah, Which is not to say that maybe once the headsets are there, 
and maybe uh, uh, you know and I agree with you in like five or ten years time we're not talking about headsets from uh, Facebook and or Meta and, and, and Apple but maybe we're talking about a, a headset from I don't know General Electric or, or Siemens or Tesla I don't know yeah. It might not be the same hardware companies, but uh, those companies, such as a lot of the um, uh, computer server makers, might not be the companies which are the giants then, but those might be other applications like we cannot imagine. Like, I mean, we, in 2005, no one could have imagined uh, something like Facebook. Yeah. And uh, you, you brought up the server companies because one of the things that I've been concerned about is ever since I got a chance to talk with Lucky Palmer at a tech dinner years ago, he flat out said, you know, we it, then five years ago, that we are about 30 years away from having the processing power in order to make this stuff actually work the way it's advertised. And yeah, I, I've been on that for some time now, but I was talking to a guy uh, who didn't want to be quoted because He's just starting into a new job and he doesn't want to raise his, his visibility. But he's saying that the computing power for this stuff is going to be moving to something like edge devices. That they're going to start sharing this stuff. And that's already been proven to be uh, to, that you can do that with uh, things like cryptocurrency. While, you know, the, by zombifying other people's computers, either with or without their permission, you can increase your compute power and be able to do the work or the computing uh, that's necessary to make this stuff run. But that raises all kinds of other security issues. Yeah, that, it, it, with the whole idea of, of using these goggles or the, these VR headsets to do your computing, to me, do your communication, things like that. And if it's being pushed to the edge where the security is a lot less, you're going to start seeing a lot more data leakage, intentional data leakage. Could be. Could be. But yeah. then on the other hand, I mean, those though, if, if you if you push uh, like your own data uh, compute computing to to the edge to your headset or phone or whatever um you're not going to have that much data on them you have all of your data of yourself of course but you wouldn't have uh, things like a you know one two million records of people uh you just have that one person well we can hope we wouldn't <laughs> we can hope we wouldn't uh, but uh but in in general i i uh, i agree i mean if you um uh yeah i mean even those uh, ai which uh, everyone's is saying they need a lot of computing powers but there's um experience successful experience now, uh, uh, now um where they can do that on a laptop you know everything that usually open ai uses i don't know hundreds or thousands of servers for they can do on a laptop um and then actually especially if you look at all this um uh, the well that, that's not the vr headsets uh, only but um the edge computing or doing a lot more computing on a small device, which is more personal device, um, think about quantum computing. You know, once that has made the next sort of technology leap, um, you know, Im imagine you have the power of a quantum computer the in, in, in a device the size of a phone. You wouldn't need any server anymore. You can just do it. You could literally do anything on your phone then.
And somehow that scares me even more. But I think I think what it comes down to is we just got to wait a few more years to see if this is actually going to work. We do. But um, then, I mean, again, uh, taking the, the analogy or the, the comparison to AI, uh, AI now, ever since ChatGPT was released to the public, is doing, uh, uh, you know, in six months what they uh, were used to doing in like six years. Uh, you know, the 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 the, um, the growth rate is just exponential. And yep. probably that will happen with VR headsets, with quantum computing. So, yes, in the, the world we will live in in five years' time will be very much different from what we're living now. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that, I just want to give a plug for our new product or a new program that we're starting uh, at uh, Cyber Protection Magazine, the Defense Against the AI Arts, with apologies to Harry Potter, uh, I just finished uh, an interview today with uh, the third and last person that we're going to be uh, putting into the panel. We're going to do a live panel on this. Uh, we, we've got the director of community or vice president of communications for a semiconductor company. Uh, we've got the uh, primary evangelist for AI for Google. And now we've got a guy who is going to be uh, talking about technology to protect us from adversary AIs. Uh, and that's going to be coming up uh, next July, uh, next month. So I hope you guys will tune in for that. And yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that, definitely. And there'll be more than just the panel. There'll be articles and a lot of other stuff accompanying and, that. And special issues. And there's all kinds of opportunities to participate, folks. So check in. Patrick, thanks for joining me today. Uh, we will talk again after your vacation. Have a good holiday. Thank you. It was a pleasure, as always. Thanks. As always, if you have any thoughts or comments, you can contact, contact us at cyberprotectionmagazine.com and uh, leave a, your message there. Or you can go and leave a one-minute audio uh, comment on this podcast at uh, anchor.fm. Thanks for listening. This has been a Footwasher Media production.